0: I don't know if this is going to come as a shock to you, ladies, but uh, men and women are different. (sighs) That's the key idea. That's the idea. The whole thing revolves around men and women are different. Um, I'm glad we can have a little fun with that. We can kind of joke and kid about that. We have our different perspectives, men and women. And that's all right. That's a good thing. Um, But that is the main point of tension, especially in a marriage relationship that a lot of times men don't understand that. Women are different, and what their wives are different and vice versa too women don 't understand the men why do they think the way they think and and so forth. I was reading a a comment here. I actually have a photocopy of the quote from the book, so i 'm going to go ahead and find it uh, here 's one sort of expert on the topic he 's a christian minister and Christian counselor, and he says this, and I'm reading from his book, he said, "...I would venture to say that most marital difficulties center around one fact, men and women are totally different." His words, not mine. He says, "...the differences that exist, emotional, mental, and physical, are so extreme that without a concentrated effort to understand them, it is nearly impossible to have a happy marriage." And then this man that I'm quoting quotes somebody else, an expert in the field, and he said, after 30 years of studying women, I still ask myself, what is it that they really want? Now, that's not meant to be offensive. All right, ladies, it's just this, this observation that men are trying to understand women. Women are trying to understand men. I heard somebody joke one time, and it's meant to be a joke, but uh, let's see, what did he say? He said, women don't understand men. Men don't understand women, but women don't understand women either. Yes, that's very funny. Right. But then he goes on and he points out that there's such, such a difference that there's, there's even in, in the, the mental makeup and the way that men experience things versus the way women experience things. I'm, I'm not quoting anymore, but the discussion goes on in this book, and he said even the way... That a man's brain is organized, and down to the level of chromosomes, that women have certain chromosomes, and, and this and that, and that um, studies have been done. Men experience emotions in a different way than women experience emotions. That kind of thing. That's kind of hard to test. I mean, how do you know if you're a person, you're a man or a woman, and so you're you're experiencing an emotion in a certain way, and then. It's just an interesting thought that the other person of another gender is experiencing that emotion in a different way. Whatever that emotion may be, the happiness or the sadness, it's just going to hit a man. And, and the experience of that is going to be different for a man than, than for a woman. So, that's interesting. But that's, that, that, that's just the core idea. Now, here in Ephesians chapter 5, we find um, not only the Apostle Paul, but the Holy Spirit giving us insight on relationships. Matter of fact, you should uh, maybe mark that down somewhere, just maybe make a note of that for your own future reference, if somebody asks you, what's a key text of Scripture to look at regarding relationships, and especially marriage relationships? Ephesians chapter 5 probably is going to be the first answer, and of course there's a lot of other good texts in the Bible, we can find good principles, but Ephesians chapter 5, very direct telling men and women how they ought to be and how they ought to relate to each other, especially in marriage. And it's, uh, the text is right there on the handout, just in case you don't have the Bible with you right now. But you can see the conclusion of the whole discussion, Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 33. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself. And this is the summary for the men. What men need to understand, just summing up the whole discussion, men, you need to love your wives just like you love yourself. We're not talking to a group of men today, but that's great advice for men. Honestly, that one sentence right there, if men could actually achieve that, they'd have a happy home. They'd have a wonderful marriage. It's very difficult for men, but that's the challenge. That's what men need to provide for their wives love your wife just like you love yourself. And there's there's more discussion in the chapter there. Uh, Paul, the author of Ephesians, he points out, well, no man ever hated his own body. You know how to love. You know how to do this, guys. You know how to take care of somebody. You take care of yourself. So take care of your wife that way. And then here we are, ladies. The final concluding point for the women, wives. And the wife see that she reverence her husband. So those two keywords are in bold on your paper. Men need to love. Women need to reverence. And that word reverence is interesting too. That's an impossible standard for ladies. I just want you to see that. The standard that's laid out before us in Scripture is not something we can do naturally, just on our own, without God's help. I'm not making any comments about anybody's wife, but it's impossible for men to totally, sacrificially love their wives. That's something we need God's grace for. And then uh, for ladies to reverence their husband. That is a totally different thing, ladies, than force yourself to go along with what he says. That's not the idea. Reverence your husband, believe it or not, is kind of what it sounds like. Act like he's the greatest thing in the whole entire world. Like there's nobody even close to him. Reverence. That's almost the idea of worship. wow. Now, this is pretty tough, of course, and uh, men, we know what we are, and we know our shortcomings, and uh, for a wife to do that for a husband, that requires God's help. That's oh, it's, it's a whole different perspective than just, I'll make myself try to get along with him. So here we are, looking at the idea of love and respect, and uh, so what I'm going to give you in the contents of this page, There's, by the way, there's a second page to it, there's a front side and a back side there, a lot of this is based on a book. Maybe you've come across this book. I came across this years ago together with my wife. We read through it one time, and the book is titled Love and Respect. And that's based on, pretty much on, what we just read in the Bible, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 33. The key instruction for men is provide love. Give love to your wives. That's what she needs. And then for women to respect for wives. Reverence your husband. Love and respect. Um, so as I said, my wife and I we we uh, read through this together. It's been it's been a while ago now, more than ten years ago. We were at we were on a family vacation and uh, we were at a Christian uh, campground and we they had a copy of the book there. So we said, oh, let's just read this through. The... I thought it was really interesting. That whole premise of the book that men need respect and women need love. Speaking generally, of course, we all need love and we all need respect to some degree, but. That that's kind of what he's looking for and that's what she's looking for. Let me try to paraphrase an illustration that was given in the the introduction to the book. And it's possible I might not be remembering this exactly how it's presented in the book. But the, uh, the illustration was, imagine a man and a woman in some kind of social setting and imagine how they would respond differently to the idea of love versus the idea of respect. So imagine a man in his workplace... And imagine him receiving love or receiving respect at his workplace and which one would be more important to him. So think of of some guy, some man at work, and somebody comes up to him and says, you know what? Nobody here at the workplace loves you, but we all respect you. Now that actually to a man that would be meaningful, believe it or not. If he heard nobody loves you, it wouldn't hit him that hard. Oh, well, I guess that's too bad. But everybody here respects you. That would be meaningful. A man would say, "Oh, wow, okay. That's great." On the other hand, if the reverse, if somebody said to the man in his workplace, "You know what? We all love you here at the job, but nobody respects you." See, that would kind of hit him hard. He doesn't he doesn't really care that much if everybody loves him, you know, but if nobody respects him, that's going to be hard for him to take. Imagine, though, a woman in a different situation, a situation like that, and she's hearing feedback about love and respect. Just imagine somebody, a woman at the, you know, the big family reunion, and there's 100 or 200 people there at the big family reunion, and somebody comes to her and says, You know what? In this family, nobody loves you, but everybody respects you. Ouch. Well... (laughs) I don't know, you know, she probably doesn't care so much about the respect, but she would like to know that she's loved by, by everybody at the family reunion. And uh, you can say it the other way, too. Uh, you know, nobody here respects you, but we all love you. And that would probably, oh, oh yeah, okay. That would probably make her feel good. So, um, so that's kind of the, the core idea, love and respect. What I have here is an acronym taken from the book that, uh, is that the right word, acronym? There's two acronyms that spell out the idea of love in practice from a man to his wife and then spell out the idea of respect in practice from a wife to her husband. So, number one is couple, and that has to do with the idea of love. The man is to love his wife. And couple is a, an acronym that kind of, I don't know, fills out that idea to help men to to put that into practice. And then chairs, for the ladies, chairs is a word to remember that spells out what he needs in the matter of respect. So I'll just take a few minutes here. Let's just read through this. And I'll go ahead and read through both of them, just to have that background. On the second page, I've given, um, it's, it's, it's kind of a worksheet. You can read through it. I'm not going to read through it. You read through it on your own, and this is specifically the For Her section. I did not provide the For Him section because, well, we're not talking to a men's group today. We're talking to a ladies' group, but you can look at that. So let's read through both of them just to get the perspective. Now, the couple word or the the acronym would have more to do with men, but I'll give it to you. You can think about it, and then when I read through it, you tell me whether it's on track or not from a woman's perspective. How about that? So letter C is the first blank, and letter C is closeness, closeness, and that's blank number one underneath couple, closeness, and the idea here is that a wife or a woman is going to be oriented toward relationships a little bit more than a man. Speaking generally, it seems that women are more oriented toward thinking about relationships. She wants to know if the important people in her life are really safe and happy and, and uh, they have what they need and the relationships are solid. That's not to say that men never think about relationships. Of course men think about relationships, but it does seem like women put more of a priority on relationships. Men, alternatively, usually are putting more of a priority on getting things done. Whatever their job or their task is, whatever their mission is to accomplish, they want to get that done for people, certainly. They want to help people, but it seems like uh, ladies think more about relationships a little bit more than men. So men need to understand that, closeness. She's going to want closeness. And then number two is O, openness. Openness is the second blank. It sounds funny to say closeness and then say openness, but that too relates to the idea of communication, that a wife will want deep communication, real, meaningful communication from her husband. Um, That's going to be interesting to her, maybe a little bit more than it would be interesting to a man. And that's not to deep communication is not the same thing as being chatty. I know a lot of couples in which uh, he is more chatty and outgoing and she's more quiet and reserved... But we're not talking about just talking. We, by openness, we mean clear, deep communication. And uh, it's funny, the, the cliche is that she'll ask her husband, how was your day? And he'll say, fine. you know. And that's a sufficient answer for him. He doesn't want to relive the whole day. But she wants to know, how did it go? Tell me the, the details. I would not be surprised if my wife will phone me later on today, and say, how did the thing go with the ladies' Bible study? And uh, ladies, what am I going to say? Fine. Yeah, fine. It was fine. But she wants to know, tell me the whole thing, repeat the whole entire session. And I don't want to repeat the whole entire session, but she wants to know. I know, I need to do some homework on this point. No, but she wants to hear... Details. She wants to know how were how things really in your life and in your heart and in your mind and everything. Number three is, uh, sorry I lost it, you, understanding. You for understanding. And the encouragement for a husband is to really understand her. Take some time and some effort. Make the effort to really understand her. That book I was just quoting from a minute ago. He said that he's observed, in another portion of the book, he's observed that men, when they take the lead in a relationship and really actually try, they don't have to do things right or do things just perfect. They don't have to be the most romantic guy or, you know. But they do have to try, and that a lot of men just aren't willing to try. And that's what a woman is kind of looking for, just try, just put a little effort, just care a little bit and, and uh, try to understand her where she's coming from, her perspectives. Number four is P, peacemaking. (coughs) Excuse me, peacemaking, peacemaking. And uh, the, the woman is going to, again, be interested in relationships, and if there's any tension or conflict, especially at home, she's going to want her husband to take a little bit of the lead in working through those issues. You know what the situation is like. Once again, the cliché image of he comes home after a long day's work and she's there at the door and immediately is telling him all the problems. All the kids are having problems and we're having problems. and He might find that to be frustrating, but he needs to understand. She's just interested in him helping to smooth things out and solve the problems, make peace at home. Number 5, L, loyalty. Does this make sense what we're doing? We're spelling our way through a word here. C-O-U-P-L. L L is for loyalty. And uh, is he reinforcing with her on, on every occasion, every opportunity he gets that he's loyal to her and committed to her and to the family especially? A lot of women, they really want to know from their man that he's just committed to the family and to the home. Men have a little bit of an issue here Men sometimes tend to be absent even when they're present. And I know that's the case for me. It, I guess it's kind of a male thing. Sometimes even when they're at home, they're not really focused, you know. They've they got something else to do. They've got things on their mind. Or uh, even worse, they, you know, they're immersed in their TV or their video game or whatever, and she wants to know, did, did I marry a man here? Is he going to focus on this? What's going on at home? Or... Uh, or what? So uh, that's L, loyalty. That's all just kind of wrapped up in that idea. And then uh, the final one, letter E, esteem. Esteem. And men really, men really need to, once again, this is not the men, men's group here this morning, but men really need to know that women respond to esteem. If you just take a couple seconds to let her know that she's special and there's nobody else like her and she's number one, and uh, you can do that in a lot of different ways. Of course, um, my wife and I—we have our little things we do, and it wouldn't necessarily be meaningful to anybody else, but it means something to us. It's our little little thing, and uh, just reminds her. Well, you know, I think many of you know my wife actually works here, so uh, sometimes I'll see her around, and I'll just walk by, I'll give her a high five like this. Hey, how's it going? High five. You all might think that's super goofy. Why don't you give her a big hug and a kiss? I don't know. I don't give her a hug and a kiss. But still, that's something I wouldn't do with anybody else, right? It's our little thing. How's it going? All right. So how does that sound? I'm not going to talk much about that because you all aren't men. So does that sound about right? Yes? Yes? Oh, okay. Okay, so there's, there's a point that uh, you could read any of these characteristics and you could say, well, wait a minute. Don't men ever want closeness or understanding? Well, of course. Of course we do. But speaking general, and, and, and that's, that's an excellent point. Everybody's different. It's not fair to say every woman's exactly the same. It's not fair. But a man needs to be committed to his woman and to know her and to understand her. Yeah, and, and what she's like. And the same thing, women need to be committed to their man and to understand what he's really like. And uh, there's, this is definitely a generalization. It's a generalization. It's not every single woman or every single man exactly like this. But the the key point here, again, is that men and women are different, and sometimes men don't think about that. They don't understand. Why doesn't she think like me? Well, Take, a, take a, a second to consider, when you married her, were you excited about marrying someone who's exactly like you in every way? Yeah. Is that really what you were hoping for? No, of course not. And women, too. Women don't understand men. What, why, why do they do that? Why are they like that? That's so strange. Why does he never stop and ask for directions? This husband of mine, what's his problem? Why, it's not that hard. Just ask for directions. We can laugh about that because it's true, right? Yeah, it's true. I did that to my wife recently. We were traveling to a a thing, and I was looking at the map on the phone. You know what that's like? Usually the phone does a pretty good job, but sometimes it's way off. On this occasion, it was way off. I was following the map on the phone, and it was not even. We pulled into a parking lot and looked around. (laughs) This is not it. And so I started driving back and forth, up and down. My wife said, why don't you just call somebody and ask? I said, no, 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 I can find it. I can find it. And I did, ladies. I found it. I found it. Yeah, that's right. How many miles later? That's not part of the story. The point to remember is I found it. Yeah, well, no, that's true. That's a good point, yeah. Wow, how about those gas prices, huh? The national average gas price, uh, I think two days ago, rose above $5 a gallon for the first time ever. Aren't you glad you came today? This is not part of the lesson, but... Now let's focus, ladies, on the second uh, word, sorry, the second word, chairs, and that's code for what he needs. So let's think about that from the perspective of a a woman trying to relate to a man, uh, especially, in particular, a wife trying to relate to a husband. C-H-A-I-R-S. So letter C stands for conquest. Conquest. I think you can see with these words that somebody has just, tried to spell out a memorable acronym. Conquest has the idea of achievement and work. Men do tend to be oriented toward that. We want to get things done. We have an idea what needs to happen today. Sometimes when uh, a woman is thinking about people and a man's thinking about projects... There can be a little conflict, a little tension. We need to remind ourselves that both are good. God created men and God created women, and it's a good thing that there's some men in the world who are trying to get stuff done. That's a good thing. That's all right. Just as good as that, uh, we have you know women who are thinking about nurturing others and helping others and so forth. Yeah, but uh, it's, it's just to remind yourself of that, ladies, to stand behind him and support him and uh, be his, uh, his little cheerleader, you know, And he finally fixes that thing at the house that you've been hoping he's going to fix for the last year, but now he's got it done. Okay, don't, this is not the time to say, well, it's about time I asked you a year ago. No, that's when you want to say, wow, that's great, you're so amazing, you changed that light bulb. I am so impressed. See, he's going to want to change another light bulb when you say that. But when you say, what's wrong with you? Why couldn't you get that done? Then he's going to say, well, okay, if that's the way it's going to be, no more light bulbs. (laughs) Not going to change anymore. Number two is hierarchy. Letter H, hierarchy. Like I said, these words seem a little odd sometimes. What does that even mean? Uh, Hierarchy. Well, it means that as the man in the home, he's got the weight of responsibility for the home. And so that, like that old saying, the buck stops here. You know, your husband feels that. No, that's good. That's good. That helps. See, I, I should have spelled it. H i e. No, 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 that's not right. H i e r a r c h y. Okay, there we go. Oh, it's on the back. That's cheating. No, that's not cheating. Hierarchy. All right, anyway, so yeah, understand that, uh, ladies, that he's, he's got a lot of responsibility on him. And so he's thinking about all these things and uh, feels a lot of pressure sometimes. And do you appreciate that? Do you support that? Uh, are you the suitable helper that the Bible describes as a wife? The Bible talks about how God made Eve for Adam and she was a help meet for him a helper suitable for him just for him just the kind of person that he needed number 3 is a authority a authority so here again we're talking about leadership it does seem to be a common challenge that in a home sometimes she's wanting him to take leadership in certain areas. He seems to be maybe reluctant or confused or he doesn't know quite what to do and from time to time in a home this happens that the wife will go ahead and kind of step into a leadership mode and she would never say that she wants leadership but she's kind of going to step into the gap that he's left. She wants him to handle this and handle that and he's not doing it. So she's going to go ahead and And handle it. And that's not helpful, actually. Let me just give you this little thought before we move on. There's all kinds of different leadership styles. And every man has got his own style. So try to appreciate that. You know, in your man, he's got his way of taking leadership. It might not be exactly what you're used to in your background, the way you came up. Uh, It may not be what you're hoping for, even. I wish you would do it this way or that way. But try to support and encourage what he is doing. And the more you support and encourage what he is doing, the more he will be encouraged and will want to take more leadership. That's why, I hate to say it, sometimes we think about women nagging in the home, and that that idea is counterproductive. That uh, constantly, you know, complaining and pushing and trying to motivate him in that way, you'll actually get the reverse of what you're looking for if you take that approach. Number four, I, insight. I, insight. Yeah, men in general tend to analyze things and they tend to think things through. This is another one of those cliches you hear about. She has a lot of burdens on her heart that she wants to share with him and she wants to talk things through. He immediately takes every one of those burdens as a problem to be fixed when that's not what she's looking for. She's not really looking for, I want you to fix every one of these problems. She just wants to talk it out. He immediately goes into analysis mode. And uh, there's sometimes a tension in that kind of conversation when she just feels like to him that she's dumping a lot of things. Let me just share all the problems that are on my mind. And he can't help himself. Every one of those problems turns into another project in his mind. So, it's good for ladies to understand that. It's not a bad thing that he's uh, quick to analyze and think things through, and uh, maybe maybe if you have a lot of things on your heart that you want to share, preface that conversation by saying, you know what, I don't need you to fix any of these problems, I just want to talk it out. Maybe pick your timing. Maybe there's a good time to talk about problems and a time that's not as helpful to talk about problems, you know. So... Number five, our, our relationship, relationship. Here again, this word is kind of funny because we were just commenting that in general, women tend to focus on relationships more than men. And here we see the word relationship right in the the list of what a man needs. But it is true. I think of, with this particular point, I think of this more along the line of friendship. Think friendship or companionship. He really wants that, actually. Believe it or not, he wants friendship. Now, women want love, of course, but men want companionship. They just want to know there's somebody there for them, somebody to share life with, shoulder to shoulder. They don't need to be friends with everybody. Men don't. They don't need to have love from everybody, but it's nice for a man when he can come home and there's that special someone and she's the one he can talk to and um, he's not going to share his personal thoughts and emotions with just anybody. But he wants to know that there's somebody, and you can do that, you can be that for him. Have fun together. I've penciled that in my notes here. That's important. Uh, It's important for a man and a woman to be able to enjoy life together, to have fun, to be able to laugh together, not to take everything so seriously. It's great when you see a couple that's able to not take themselves seriously all the time and to joke and kid around. Sometimes. Maybe not all the time, but sometimes. And to uh, have those little inside jokes. Those jokes that make sense to you and your husband. It's kind of your little thing, you know. That's good. Relationship. And then the final one, number six, is sexuality. Sexuality starts with the letter S, and that completes our chairs acronym. So here again, here's this, this physical, intimate relationship that God has given to a man and to... A woman in the marriage relationship, it's a wonderful thing. It's an opportunity for a man and a woman to unite in a very, very deep and close way. And uh, ladies can take advantage of that. Take advantage, maybe not the best way to say it, but uh, to provide that for him. We need to remind ourselves, in this world in which we live, I think we get really cautious about the idea of sexuality. Like, wow, that, it's so twisted in the world around us that we maybe begin to think it's a bad thing. But it's not. It's really not. Sexual attraction, a God-given gift, of course, within the um, realm of marriage, not just free and loose the way the world presents, but it's a, it's a beautiful thing, and it's a very, very good thing. So, so that completes the whole thing. Okay, once again, on the back side, there's a lot of information. And I wonder, I, I don't know exactly how this might work, but at the table time, maybe to take a look at that, maybe just read through and just highlight one of those points that you think is especially helpful or memorable or uh, together with the group. Sorry, I'm not more clear, but that's something that you could look at together. If nothing else, you could just read through the list together see what you think about that. All right. Good. Thank you all. Have a good day.